Behind the bells and whistles of most success stories are private, transformational moments that ultimately changed the course of our lives. You Did That celebrates the black sheep who are often the first or only ones in their community to find success on their own terms in leadership, relationships, and life. Most of our guests have two things in common. They have achieved something pretty cool, and they often have done it without a role model or template to follow. These success stories are both singular and universal, and we hope that they inspire you to do your thing too. Welcome everybody. I'm really excited for this episode of You Did That. I'm really pumped. Today we're talking to Liz Parr, who happens to be my personal trainer, but is also (laughs) an all-around bad bitch, professional boxer, business owner, unofficial therapist to me, kicks my butt, is really nice to me about it. Yeah, you just inspire me and I just like really respect you a lot. Yeah, I really wanted to invite you on here. I, I really respect your story and I want other people to hear it too. I just think you're really cool. You're like a Team USA athlete. You were a five-time women's world champion, which by the way, like you didn't even tell me until I had known you for like, like you didn't open with that. I had probably been working with you for yeah. at least six months, which is kind of you a flex. Like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like by the way. Casual. <laughs> Remember that time I did this one thing? That was it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but when I thought of this podcast idea, your story was one of the ones I really wanted to tell because it is all about people who have done things that may, you know, nobody's the first to do anything, you know, they may have been done before, but the difference is these are things that people have done without a role model or a template like they feel like the first one that they know to do something like this and i know you know nobody's like a self-made person but if there is one it might be you <laughs> because i think that i think i would qualify i think absolutely so absolutely 100% oh yeah yes thanks for inviting me i like sharing my story in hopes that one person one day might be like you know what i hope that at least one person listening um when i share my story about how i got started can take a risk yeah take all the risks and just be like you know what i'm doing it this is what i really want to do and it doesn't matter what it is even if you want to work at mcdonald's it doesn't matter everybody always says that with like a bad Mm -hmm. like what are you going to do, flip burgers? And it's like, oh, what about if you were like homeless and a drug addict? And yeah, now you're flipping burgers and you're all cleaned up and you're like looking after yourself. Like that's success. Mm-hmm. So I hope that maybe one person one day will be like, I'm doing it. Actually, I already, I, someone already did it. Somebody already told you that? Yeah. Who was it? What did they say? Remember I told you it was one of my niños and he opened up a business with his dad? Yeah, because of you. Yeah, yeah. he said, um, he sent me a message on Instagram because I'm like super proud of him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, um, watching you working the front desk at another gym, where, which is where I met him. He's mm-hmm. like, and then just really like going for it really inspired me and just the word just the fact that he used the word inspired I felt like I shed a tear I don't know if I did but I felt like it yeah (laughs) I was like oh that's 
felt really good. That's why it's, you're right. That is why it's important because he has somebody now that he can look at and be inspired by. But a lot of this stuff, especially things that you've done, um, like you, yes, you had coaches and yes, you had people helping you, but you didn't see anybody like you doing it, especially in a field of boxing that is, you know, looks very much one way. Um, Yes. So I'm going to ask you for a big favor at this moment. And I'm going to ask you to tell listeners about yourself. And I want you, I'm giving you permission and asking you actually to brag (laughs) really hard. That's really hard for me. I know. (laughs) A lot of the time, I don't even tell people I own the gym. I'm like, yeah, I work here. How can I help you? (laughs) (laughs) So... A long, long time ago, I was a five-time U.S. champion, and I was on the USA team, Um, traveled the world. Uh, I think I won silver in the Pan Am Games maybe twice. I can't really remember. It feels like a whole lifetime ago. Um, And But more currently now, I would say after a lot of like trials and a lot of turbulation, Mm -hmm. I own my own business and it's self-run. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody working the front desk. I am front desk, janitor, trainer, mm-hmm. class teacher, all the things, accountant. Instagram handler. Instagrams, Instagrammer sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I was, if I hired myself as an Instagrammer, I would have been fired for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if you hired yourself as a coach... Oh yeah, but I do all the things. So I've been definitely, that's my intro. Yeah. Um, I really want to celebrate that because there are so few um, successful business owners, period, but especially not Latino women, especially not. um, I also feel like it's pretty cool that like you are such an accomplished athlete and if I asked you, you'd be like, that's not even the coolest thing I've done. The coolest thing is that I own my <laughs> own gym. Definitely the scariest. Mm-hmm. Definitely the scariest. Um, at the time, fighting people, after a while, it just got to be like part of like who I was. So it didn't really feel... It just it was what I did all the time. Mm-hmm. But to um, go from like being a Neanderthal so like a human that has to read a paper mm-hmm. was a very hard transition for me <laughs> you know I, most of the time I just felt like a wild animal and I was cool with that because I was just like eat sleep train mm-hmm. fight people that's it like and then when I had to like join the grown-up world I was I've been lost for a long time it was very hard integration and then when I had to work with different groups of people I was like this is hard like this is hard but um yeah I would say definitely one of I mean one of the bigger accomplishments is definitely like opening up the gym and taking the risk to do it yeah even if everything ran smoothly and perfectly which we know it always does um that transition is still really hard like how how do people know 
what an LLC is and like, how am I supposed to, oh, and I didn't realize I needed this much insurance and just like all the different things that go into it. Um, mm-hmm. And of course yeah. things don't really go smoothly. Um, can you tell us, I actually, I probably have asked you this, but can you tell us the name of your boxing gym and where that name came from? It's called Governor's Boxing Club. Mm-hmm. And the closest thing that people can relate that to if they are any sort of like world <laughs> world traveler <laughs> TV watcher they go hello governor and I'm like yeah that's yes yes but no <laughs> that is where the word comes from um it came with a lot of different meanings uh, my husband's from Manchester and we support Manchester City mm-hmm. and um the hooligans are called governors oh. and a lot there's um somebody called lenny mclean that was an underground bare knuckle boxing champion mm-hmm. all around gangster badass fucking like bipolar guy and i'm <laughs> like i love you <laughs> so hard <laughs> enough to you name so your business after him to you so much Hell yeah. yeah so it was really named a lot after the feeling that I felt when I watched him, when Mm. I watched videos of him, like there's this video um, of him versus Roy Shaw. And he was like the kind of new gangster in the area, you know, club bouncer. And they had a fight and Roy Shaw is a certified mental patient. Mm -hmm who is also a gypsy Mm -hmm. and a fighter. Mm -hmm. And there's this new kid on the block who's like never really done boxing, but here he is just like this big, huge, like mean looking motherfucker. And like, he gets beat up. (laughs) And then Roy Shaw is just like talking all this shit. And then Lenny actually gets ready for their second time, Mm -hmm. like actually trains and puts in some work to Last time, first time, he just walked into the shit. Mm -hmm. Second time, he was like, I'm ready. And the second fight on YouTube, there's a a video of it, and I watch it all the time. It doesn't even last that long. I was about to ask you. I was like, I bet you watch that shit every morning. I watch it very often because I'm like, man, like, I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they go to touch gloves. Mm -hmm. And um, when they touch gloves... Roy Shaw headbutts him. <gasps> Hard AF. And they separate. And then when when they start fighting, Lenny McLean is just like, starts like wailing on this guy like super hard. And he falls on the floor and proceeds to hit him on top of the head while he's on the floor mm-hmm. and then starts stomping on his head. And it feels so good. I know. <laughs> it's like. It feels so good. I was and like, who among us has not like, wanted to do that? Like rip them apart and they can't. And he's just like stomping on him. And then he screams like, I'm the fucking governor. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to start watching that. That's how I'm going to start my day. Yeah. Because. And I watched that clip because I kind of, well, after 
going through a lot of the things that I go through, I always feel like every so often I'm in the first fight yeah. with Roy Shaw. Like I'm just getting like yeah fucked up. And then I'm like, okay, like let me get ready to really accomplish this thing. And then I smash it yes hell yeah like it's okay if you go into something completely unprepared and like okay i did not expect that at all but yeah it's like reminds you like when i hear that i'm like okay it's okay you can take an l like we were completely unprepared for this but while most people would give up and never try again like this story and really the name of your boxing club is like or you can just try again and like kick the shit out of your problems and the thing is, a lot of people really say that, like, Lenny McLean was a bad guy. Like, he was a really bad guy. He was a bad person. I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I love him. <laughs> kind of like Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much I like Mike Tyson? It depends on who you ask. Yeah. I love him, like, all. All of it. We're all imperfect yeah. humans, huh? Absolutely. Um... So my favorite question to ask is um, when looking back, like thinking about your business and you've had it for four years now, five years, you've had it for five years. Going on five years. Yeah. Yeah. When was the moment that it became official to you? It became official when they handed me the keys Mm -hmm. and all the money went out of my account. Yeah. When the cat when the check was cashed and i was like negative dollars mm-hmm. i was like holy shit it like hit me like a ton of bricks because not only did i give like everything that i had mm-hmm. but it was also negative yeah and there was a number on it with a little negative sign like you're negative dollars right now mm-hmm. and i just was like oh my gosh man i re- and i can still remember looking at my phone and like like my stomach hurting like I wanted to puke like I just thought like man like it's real now yeah no turning back going back now (laughs) but at least I got these keys in my hand like they can't take it from me you got when I felt like I had nothing left was when it became real wow um and so damn yeah people think that it becomes real when you're like you know, going on vacation and like, oh, I finally like bought this new car or, you know, having whatever. That's That's just like the bonus. It really feels real when you lose everything, not when you get stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It it feels a lot more like that feels nice. All the other stuff feels like, okay, well, like I'm doing good. Like, it's cool. But when it when it shit really hits the fan, you're like, okay, yeah, this is real. I mean, assuming that you really are self-made. Oh, well, I was going to ask, did you know or do you know other women who do what you do? I don't, but I don't think that there aren't any. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think that if there are women out there like me, and they probably are very much like me, then they don't really put themselves out there that much. They kind of just go about their business and like people know them or they don't know them. Like they don't really care. Like they're doing their thing. They don't really know. It's like a need Um, to know basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a need to 
no basis. Yeah. Um, I think there are some, I know that they're starting to get gyms that are passed down mm -hmm. from like dads or whoever that are getting passed down. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to take anything away, but it's not the same. It's not the same. That's kind of what we're talking about. Like, um, did you know anybody who was doing this? Who likes, I mean, you mentioned that you worked in, at other gyms in the past. And I'm sure like as an athlete, you know, your whole life is in the gym. What did that tell you about, what did you know about owning a gym before you did it? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> like you spend your I life mean, in a gym, but. I feel like not necessarily nothing, but not the important stuff I didn't really know. Like, I didn't, you don't know, I didn't know anything about like what it means to sign a lease and mm -hmm. that if you sign a lease, you have to have this insurance for this and mm -hmm. that, you know, different things of that sort. Like, what does it mean if you, um, like different leases have different responsibilities? Mm -hmm. Like all those I detailed things. Yeah. Nobody talks yeah, about that. All the legal stuff. Nobody talks about that. But also, not a lot of people want to help. Hmm. You know, they kind of just like let, like, they're like, mm -hmm. I don't know, go get a lawyer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, I have Google. I'm fine. We'll like, figure this out. <laughs> we'll find out the easy um, way or the hard way, but we'll find out. But I did. Um, where I used to work, I learned a lot working at the front desk mm -hmm. and like purposely learned a lot working at the front desk. I mm -hmm. kind of felt like, you know, instead of feeling like I'm wasting my time, like I do every fucking day, <laughs> sat here, mm -hmm. I'm gonna like do the math. How much does this cost? How much does that cost? Let me figure it out. Cause if like they can do it, I definitely could do it. So that's, that's right. how I felt about that. <laughs> yeah. What were some of the other challenges you faced when you were thinking of starting or when you first started? Money. Yeah. This shit is so like, expensive. Yeah. When you're, when you're self-made. And I mean, that's a very, like, I really think that's a little bit like a, of a broad term. Like, it's pretty self-explanatory, but... You know, like, if you get a loan, mm -hmm. you're self-made. Like, yeah, that is a little bit easier, but you still owe all that money. So mm -hmm. it's hard for me to, like, shoot people down. But if you don't have good credit, mm -hmm. if you don't have anybody who's going to co-sign for you, if mm -hmm. you don't have, like, all these things, like, it's a lot harder for us. Yeah, you can't <laughs> just... I didn't have anybody. Yeah. There was nobody loaning me money. There are people who said, you know, I can like help you or I can. And I'm like, nah, I didn't want to because I hate owing people money. And um, I just I didn't want the responsibility of like sinking somebody if something went wrong. Like, forget about it. Like, yeah. I'd rather sink by myself. So I used the money that I saved and like five credit cards. Wow. Which is like everything anti-business. Like, do not do that. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's how I did it. Yeah, what you're describing is like, it's hard to just wake up one day and decide like that's what you want to do because 
all of these decisions like are made before you even have the idea like oh have i been building my credit do i understand how certain things work like do i know anybody who has their own business who like mentors me do i even have the confidence or like determination to do this and those things are built over time and obviously as an athlete like you have to be very disciplined and like you know you know that you can do really really hard things but that's yeah. not the whole story and so it is like a very self-made experience because you're like, well, in order to get these five credit cards, I had to be qualified for them and I had to like figure out how they work and I just had to have faith and trust in myself that like if I can, if they can do it, I can do it and I know for sure I can do it. So yeah, it's not like yeah. just waking up one day and deciding to do it. Um, no, definitely not. What did people, so I'm sure most of the gyms that you knew were owned and operated not by people who look like you. <laughs> um, I'm sure you were one of a very few people. I feel like there wasn't even a lot of women's professional boxing. Well, that's the problem, right? Like, it doesn't really get advertised as much. And it's a lot more advertised now than it ever has been. Yeah. Um, it's always been out there. It's a lot bigger in other countries. Mm-hmm. Like Mexico, for example. I mean, they've been headliners for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think sometimes the general population doesn't care yeah. about a lot of women's sports. Yeah. Okay? Unless you're like a fan. Yeah. Like unless you love the sport. So a lot of the people who love the sport, they're really, they know about stuff. But mm-hmm. everybody else is like unheard of. Like everybody knows Canelo but nobody can mention like a lot of women fighters. Mm-hmm. What did people so, think of you when you started your business? Um, the people I respect were really excited for me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's what I was asking about. People who I respect and um, whose opinion I respect were really excited for me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that, I got help for both from both male and female, mm-hmm. but there are a lot more male trainers. Mm-hmm. And so um, the male trainers that respect me and who I respect did everything they could to help me. Yeah. And those are the only people that matter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that's true. We're not giving energy to the rest of the people, but I'm, I've heard you talk about how, you know, sometimes you'll have some problem or you don't know how to like respond to somebody while you're kicking my ass in the gym in the morning and I hear you (laughs) talking about it and I'm like, oh, well, why don't you just do this? And you're like, girl, I can't just do that. Do you know how people, you know, there are plenty of people who respect you as a woman and, and as an athlete and as a business owner, but there are a lot of people who have like preconceived notions or just out the gate, they come out like, oh, can I speak to your boss? And you're like, um, you're looking at her. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. how do you... I mean, I did... Uh, um, I just take it with a grain of salt, to be honest. Yeah. And um, in a lot of situations, I just think that I'm there to do a job whether it's at the fights with the kids at their weigh-ins or I'm talking to someone it's like I have a job to get done and regardless of 
what you think or feel about me, I still have a job to do. So that's how I kind of try to like get through that. Yeah. Um, whatever that situation. That is excellent. That's, what I do. that's excellent advice for people. Like I'm here to do this job. I can't be distracted by haters or what other people think or even if they're yeah. not haters but like they're projecting stuff onto me that that's not my story like I don't even know where you got that from but that's that's your problem I'm here to do yeah. my job yeah I yeah. think a lot of people who are trying something new and don't have you know mentorship or someone taking them under their wing can get really easily distracted by like well what will people say and it's like you can't worry about that no their opinions don't pay me so I'm yes. not interested yes <laughs> What would you say is your favorite thing that you've learned about yourself as a result of this process? Oh, I I don't know. <laughs> I think one of the things that um even though I knew it, I know it more now, but I really love training kids. Yeah. I really love training the little kids, the teenagers, like I really love that a lot. But at the same time, I already knew that. That's why I wanted to open up a gym where people fight and not just exercise. Just exercise, kill me now. Like, forget <laughs> it. But competition, like, I'm all about it. Um, and I think that one of the surprising things that I did learn was that I get more nervous for the kids fighting than I ever was, ever. For your own fight, you mean? Yeah, any of them. Huh? Like, for them, I'm just, like, very nervous. I'm hoping that eventually that kind of goes away, but I do enjoy it as well. <laughs> it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it keeps me on my toes and, like, really, like, what else makes me nervous? <laughs> um, what do you think, what do you think is the impact, uh, or what do you hope is the impact that you're having on these kids? Why do you enjoy it so much? Um... I like to watch them learn and I like that I'm the one teaching them stuff mm -hmm. and um, maybe like imprint a little of my personality into them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I really love having this connection with them that I'm not your parent. I'm not your friend, sort of like I'm not I'm like this special place like in your life where you're learning a lot of things that you're going to apply later in your life. And that makes me feel really good. Like, I feel like I, I like being a part of the process that they're learning things about themselves that is really going to carry them throughout their life. But they don't know that yet. Yes. I'm not even doing it on purpose, but it's just like a byproduct of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a byproduct of boxing. Yeah. And they're learning it from me. So it, you know, I like when they get hurt and I have to, like, walk them through that and, like, show them, get them to the other side and, like, get back to work. Like, or when they come to me and they don't feel as confident and I got to be, like, show, show them the different ways that they can view themselves and they'll, like, oh, oh, it doesn't, I'm, like, it's not always how you think like even though people say they like to say right boxing is a lonely sport mm -hmm. no it's not you have a whole corner and a team of kids that you spar with like it's a big team effort 
for you to go up there Mm -hmm. like it's a huge effort so you know sometimes showing them all these things about themselves is very like changes their perspective and it's cool it's like super cool like it makes my life feel like it has value yeah yeah it's something that lives on after you like yeah so that was pretty surprising to be like wow like i i would have not i i couldn't foresee what that process was like because i've never been in that process Mm -hmm. so to be in the process of like taking the kids to the fights taking them to the weigh-ins um teaching them how to have discipline and how they eat and all these things and like walking them through like getting hurt and like fighting back and like all these things that are like pretty much things that you could use for the rest of your life is like amazing. Mm -hmm. You said that you haven't been in that process before. Didn't you spend like most of your career in that process? (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the other side. Oh yeah, I see. So it's completely different. You know, it's like being a kid and being a parent. Yeah. It's like, you don't get it until you're in your shoes and you're like, oh, oh, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And now being able to share that. Now being able to still have that insight and be like, look, I know that you feel this because I've already been in your shoes, which is. You know, you you might not get it the same listening to a man explaining it to you who mm-hmm. might just tell you to suck it up and keep going. Mm-hmm. I might be able to explain it to you just a little bit more and like give you like a different view and just be like, look, I, I went through that. Let me show you. Like, these are the different things that you can do. So being on the other side of that is very like surprising. What the hell? You talk to the kids like that? The other day you, yeah. told, you told me to suck it up and keep going the other day, man. Man, you're a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'm tough. <laughs> okay, don't laugh so hard at that. I am really tough, guys, okay? Um what you know what? I was actually I wanna ask all of my guests this, and this kind of leads perfectly into this question. But um what would your younger self think if she saw you now? A few things. I would have a little explaining to do, but I think a younger me would be like, you're not a millionaire? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're not super rich? And I'd be like, no, but look. And then I would explain everything, and I feel like younger me would be like, wow, like, hell yeah, bitch. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I still feel very much the same person. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I wrote down in a lot of journals and things like that. And I, you know, I would be very like, hearing some of the stories, I'd be like, damn, like you made it on the other side of that. Yeah. Like, fuck, bitch, you're badass. Like, yeah. that's fucking that's really hard shit. Like, I thought fighting was hard. That's way harder. Yeah. yeah. So it would be a mix of like, how come you're not rich yet? And like, damn, bitch, yes. (laughs) We thought this is what we wanted, but wow, I didn't even think of this. This is way better. Yeah. I mean, I'll still take the million dollars, but you know. Yeah, me too. Um, When you were first starting, um, what advice would have been helpful for you at the time? 
care. Oh yeah, when you were first starting your business, which yeah, that I'm I'm surprised because like whenever anybody's we're starting something, we're like, yeah, I can sleep later. Like I need to get this out here. Yeah, I would probably tell myself to set a little bit more time to look after myself a little bit more. Like you know, you're gonna get it. It would be easy though, right? Hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Like so. It, if I could, I would tell myself to, I don't know, like, take a little, you don't have to be there 24 hours a day, but yeah. I did feel the need to, like, I felt like I had all this energy that I had to burn off in order to get my, like, hit the ground running mm-hmm. when I finally opened, because it took me a really long time to open, and I think people forget that. Like, it took me eight months from acquiring the building Mm -hmm. to officially open. Mm -hmm. Officially being the keyword. Mm -hmm. I was always working towards it, but, like, it was very hard to get my business license. So I couldn't really, like, be open. But I was doing personal training and things like that. But I would tell myself, like, maybe meditate, you know, eat better. Yeah. Like definitely don't forget to eat. But when you're like sanding the floors, painting the fucking whatever, like you forget to eat. Yeah. And I love to eat, but for whatever reason I would forget and I'd be like, Man, I've only had like this today. I didn't really eat that much. And so I wish I would have like told could tell myself like maybe just rest a little bit more or like look after yourself a little bit more. Like it's not going anywhere. Yeah, this is the long haul. And like, yeah. give it everything, but don't give it everything. Yeah, but I know myself; I would have never listened. Yeah, <laughs> but in that in that in that mindset, like eight months is of eternity because you're like, oh my god, I'm paying rent on this. Like, I gotta, yep. I didn't do this just to like sit here and be painting these walls. Like, I want this business to happen. So, and you're probably you know looking back we know it but at the time you were probably like oh my god maybe it'll be this week and it's just every week checking so i can imagine eight months was like an eternity yeah 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 uh well i'm really glad that um you got to share your story i'm mad that you didn't brag more about yourself but that's okay where can people learn (laughs) about you so that they can go see how awesome you are the best way you can learn about me is on instagram i'm not very good at websites or or Instagram, but there's more information there. <laughs> no, you know what I would say? The best way to learn is to come take a class and to experience it in in That's action. Exactly yeah. what I meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come to the gym, come take a class. Everybody should know how to defend themselves. Yeah, and your Even classes. A little bit. Like you do train and you coach the kids, but, and like some pretty intimidating athletes come in too but your classes and like i'm going there man like it's not yeah scary like it's for everyone it is for it's everybody definitely for everyone it's geared towards everyone yeah and my yeah. favorite thing about it is that there's no fucking creepers there is no creepers that's my favorite thing my second favorite thing about it i make them uncomfortable so they never sign up anyway yes <laughs> and no there's no other gym that can say that so just yeah saying. i agree um, well, thank you for your time, Liz, and thanks for sharing your story and for letting me thanks for in- having me interrogate you. Um, and folks can learn more about you at Governor's Boxing Club on Instagram, and we'll put your information in the show notes. Thanks, Yay. Liz. All right, bye.
thanks for listening to this episode of You Did That. My name is Sarah Stanizai. More about all our amazing guests and the You Did That community by going to my website at www.sarahstanizai.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. And thank you to the woman-owned business All Out Virtual for producing this episode.